I mean, life's already hard enough. Yeah. Find something positive and roll with it. That's the only way it's going to allow you to get through it. Yeah. I mean, that's as someone who's experienced a lot of bad in their life. Listen, I just keep on smiling. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I can do. Smile and laugh, you know, and yeah, you deal with everything else later on. So that's all you can do. This podcast exists because of the team at CADCM. At CADCM, we make content creation enjoyable. We are on a mission to help leaders create content, content that will improve lives, content to be proud of, content that fosters community. We know through firsthand experience how content brings people together, and we love helping make that happen. We produce podcasts, short-form videos, blog posts, and other written works, while also providing support in website development, social media management, and strategic planning. And we would be excited to help you. Visit cascm.com to learn more, or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. So you look at St. Ed's or any school for that matter, obviously it's important to certain schools to have a good program, football program mm-hmm. or what a basketball program, whatever that sport might be. Yeah. Obviously it brings fans out to the games and they buy concessions, right? Maybe they buy tickets and I'm assuming donation mm-hmm. recognition, brand recognition. You know, at other schools opt not to, no different than in college football. You know, when you get to the pros, I think at most level, everyone's either trying to make money or win or something along those lines, turn a profit. But like, you know, Ohio State obviously has a commitment to a having a winning football program to a very high level where like Indiana, yeah, we want a football program, but they're not all in like Ohio State is for, for whatever reason. And, and maybe it's the state. And But going back to high school, I'm interested in like how you see it. Because you talk about saying that mm-hmm. it's like, that's a, man, that's an important part of your past experience. It's an important part of today. Yeah. And you talk about those guys, like you're proud of them. And you know, what is it about that school or maybe high schools in general that focus on having that high level? Cause in order to do that, you got to get lucky probably and have kids grow up in your district or if you're a private school, mm-hmm. kids want to come there. And I would assume also there's things going on. There's recruiting going on. Like, let's just be honest. Like, or they, Hey, I want to go play for that coach. I'm going to go live in that mm-hmm. district. But what's the importance of a high school if there is one of having that type of program as it relates to the whole body of work at the school. Yeah. For the whole body of work, just saying it's in general is just, it's different. It's a college preparatory school. So yeah, the work that you're doing at St. Ed's is literally preparing you for the next level academically. Yeah. So you have that portion, right? Yeah. Now you combine that with St. Ed's recruiting. We don't just recruit athletes. We recruit students. Like we have to, that's, mm-hmm. that's how they get students in. You have to have your open houses. You have to recruit everyone in there Yeah. and say, hey, this is why you should choose St. Ed's. We have an amazing yep. engineering program and we have this and we have that. We have AP programs. We had X amount of students that were National Honor Society members. And we have these many students in Ivy League schools. So they're doing the recruiting on that end, right? Yeah. Then you also have the sports end where... I mean, when I was growing up over at St. Ed's, like St. Ed's was not, it was a decent football team, but it wasn't the best. Yeah. And I had the choice between, you know, St. Ed's or Benedictine or Ignatius, which is St. Ed's rival. Yeah. But ultimately chose St. Ed's. But I was kind of leaning at Benny, but that's a whole nother story for another day. Yeah, I ended up going to St. Ed's and I went there because of the vision that the head coach casted. He said, if you come to St. Ed's, we're going to play the toughest schedule. We're going to play a national schedule. Yeah. You're going to play teams that are well-known, not only in the state of Ohio, but nationally known. 
and you're going to have an opportunity to compete for a state championship, but also you're going to be playing the best of the best. So, and yeah. you can build something special along the way. So at that point I was like, well, let's do it. So, yeah, you know, my freshman year, I didn't play varsity my freshman year, but my freshman year, St. Ed's ended up going to the state championship. They lost, unfortunately, or we lost, I should say. I say they because I wasn't on the team, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then sophomore year, we made it to the playoffs. I think we lost in the second round. Junior year, made it to state semifinals, and then unfortunately lost. And then my senior year, I think we lost in the second round as well. But during that time, I knew I was building something to where we were eventually going to get people in the building, enough athletes in the building to where they were going to win a state mm. championship. Yeah. And being a part of those teams, you know, my little brother, I say little because he's bigger than me now, but my little brother was watching me play at St. Ed's, which is why he ended up going to St. Ed's. His senior class was actually the first class to win a state football championship at St. Ed's. Mm. So he was part of that class that ended up bringing that championship home. And from that first state championship in 2010, that's where the St. Ed's football dynasty started. But the people before 2010, we were just building up, building the foundation so that in 2010, it was time for them to take off. And as you can see, they've, they've taken off. I think they've been, in my opinion, and it could be biased, but in the last 13 years, I think St. Ed's has been the best Division One high school football program in Ohio. Yeah. And obviously yeah. ranked top 50 in the nation. Yeah. Well, obviously, we're sending recruits everywhere, and right. you know, once you build something up like that, like now you're getting the, the Armstrongs and all these other kids that are yeah. just balling out. But once you build up a program like that, I mean, saying this, when I was there, it was like a high school. Now it's pretty much like a small college. Yeah, from donors being involved because of success, right. not only academically but athletically, mm. and just really setting the bar so high to where like. St. Ed's is the place to be. Like, if you're going to play sports or academically, you want to be here, and this is the reason why. When they're talking about, like, I pulled up, as you were talking, I pulled up the site, you know, what's tuition, how much it costs, scholarships. First scholarship they talk about is a music scholarship. Mm -hmm. So it's to your point, like, and you had talked about this, like, hey, if my kid, I think you had mentioned this on the Athlete Mindset Podcast mm -hmm. with Lisa Bontasumi, where you had talked about if my kid is in a STEM and they want to study this, it's like, well, let's go do that. And has those opportunities. Like you don't have to play football. I don't care if you play a sport, like you got to run around and exercise. I'm sure like that's yeah. important, but you need to have those other opportunities. And I get it. Like, I don't know if you remember the movie, the program. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, they were getting mad at him because the coach is trying to get his player eligible to play and the chemistry teacher is getting all upset. Mm -hmm. And he's like, excuse me, but like, when's the last time 65,000 people showed up to watch someone do a chemistry experiment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the kid that's doing that chemistry experiment, I mean, I don't know, it could be the next Elon Musk for all we could know be. or what mm -hmm. have you, or, you know, so they're all relative. They all matter. But at the same time, like we get it, you know, the market is what the market is and people want to watch a football game and they'll pay money and come out and support it that way. Yeah. But to that point, they have more things, merit-based scholarships, music scholarships, like they're encouraging all that. Yeah. Like, St. Ed's is different than a lot of high schools just because academically, like, our biggest thing is, like, we had a pre-engineering program. Yeah. And you got to get into the pre-engineering program at St. Ed's, and those that were involved, they got to build robots and do all these other things, which back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, it was like, yo, this is dope, right? Yeah. Like, that was the thing to do. But now, where St. Ed's is now, like, 
they're just next level academically. And yeah. tuition, I think I saying as might be twenty thousand. It might be probably yeah. more than that. I don't know, but it's a lot to go to St. Ed's. Yeah. And as much as they say, Oh, you guys recruit or there's scholarships for this, that the other, like I think St. Ed's might and again, I'm not on the website. We might have seven hundred or eight hundred boys there, maybe nine hundred, I'm not too sure. But yeah. Everyone doesn't have a scholarship. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like everyone that goes there does not have a scholarship. Do they have it in a sense? Because you know, I could speak on this a little bit to the similar type of school. Mm-hmm. You know, there are scholarships and they are, for example, recruiting certain players to come because that kind of brings the whole thing together. It's like, well, we have academics and we have music and we got kids going to this school and that school, and then we have them going to this school or that school for sports as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I've heard people that there's resentment that, well, this kid gets a scholarship because of that sport where my kid doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a balance you have to take. And that's just, you know, because you want inclusivity and, and there's so much that goes on with it. Have you seen that or did you see that or have you heard about that at a St. Ed's or some other schools where that's taking place? What have you seen? Yeah, so with St. Ed's, there's a test that you have to take in order to get in anyway. Yeah. So like, even when they are quote unquote, like, well, they recruit both athlete, non-athlete, yeah. doesn't matter who it yep. is. Like, but academically, you have to be able to do the work. Right. Like, if you can't do the work, you're not coming here. It's just not going to happen. Like, you know, I don't care how good you can throw a football, how fast you can run. Like, if you can't do the work, it's like, you're not going to get yeah, the same age. Yeah. Like, this literally is impossible, right? Right. So you have that situation, too, right? But, you know, when I was there, there was times where, well, there were other schools that I shadowed where they saw me. They saw what I looked like mm. and they said, oh, you're only here because you play football. Mm. And I was like, yeah, but I also can do the work. Right. But that's fine. You know, feel that way. Right. But yeah, same as like you would get the whole, oh, well, my parents have to pay full price or X, Y, Z. You got a, a grant or you got some money off or whatever financial assistance, whatever it may be. But these are also coming from people who live in Avon Lake, yeah. live in Westlake, yeah. live in like these big old houses out there whose parents can afford to send them there. But they also drive in in a Benz yeah. every day. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, of course you pay. You can afford to. Yeah. Yeah. What they don't tell you and what they did not see until we actually broke it down was they didn't see us walking to the bus stop. They didn't see us taking two, three buses to get to the school on time. And they also didn't have to go to the principal's office with us when the bus didn't show up. And now all of a sudden, we're 45 minutes to an hour late to school. And we got to explain to the admin why we're late. And we say the bus didn't show up. Mm. We missed the bus. And that's the reason why we're 45 minutes to an hour late. And then all of a sudden, because we were late, we have to serve detention. Yeah. And now if we're serving detention, you're late to football practice or football lifting. And if you're late to lifting, you got to explain why, like they didn't have to experience those things. So like, right. There's a lot of things that went into it and there's some animosity, but I think that probably only happens. It's almost like the movie, remember the Titans Yeah. where there's like so much going on in the beginning. And then towards the end, everyone understands like, okay. They understand each other a lot more. Yep. It's kind of that situation where you first get there, people are coming from different backgrounds and yep. they don't understand. There's things that are said out of ignorance and then you graduate or you're getting towards your senior year and people get it. Yeah. And they understand. Yeah. And they see you beyond 
athletics and I see the work that you do actually in the classroom and this and the other. So right. Then you know, kind of... Yeah, there's a bitterness that can happen and then, you know, tend to I suppose avoid those types of people because like you said, you don't know what someone's dealing with. You know, I had a conversation with someone recently and you would see their child, you could assume this thing. Everything's good, everything's great, they're happy, popular, mm-hmm. lo- whatever those things are. Mm-hmm. And another picture's painted, you didn't know what was really going on. Whether it's economic, whether it's personal stuff, whether it's mental health, and I, it just, a lot of stuff are surface, and it's really hard to understand what someone else is going through, unless you have a conversation with them. Like, how else would you know or hear a conversation like this, like how else would they know what Nate's thinking? How, yeah, you, you wouldn't, you could assume something. Yeah. And that's a lot of assumptions, right? There's a lot of assumptions going on. So, man, I mean, honestly, if I'm being real, like I just had a conversation this past week just with my siblings and we just happened to be talking. And there was a situation that happened when we were growing up that we all just came to the realization of like what that situation actually was we were like kind of like mind blown, like, bro, I can't believe that X, Y, Z happened. Mm. And this is the reason why it happened. I mean, as a kid, I guess we suppressed it, right? Right. Because we didn't know what was going on. But like those situations are like, you have no idea where we came from, right? what we've experienced in life, what we've seen. And to get to, just to be standing at St. Ed's and be there going to school, going yeah. to classes, like that right there is a miracle in itself. Mm. You know what I mean? So again, it's all about adding perspective. And I guess it goes back to one of those, you know, never judge a book by its cover, right? Because there's plenty of times where I had students and even friends who lived in these Avon Lakes or West Lakes and XYZ, right? That we would see, I guess, on the surface, if you were judging by the money they had and the cars that they drove, that they were stuck up or they were this, they were that, right? But in reality, they were the most down to earth people, extremely frugal. When it came to, I guess, real world issues, they were informed and you just don't, like, you just don't judge anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to actually get to know that person, their character, before you even really make a judgment call on who they are. Yeah. Before we started recording here, like, you were talking about the stuff that you're doing with your son, and I think that's mm-hmm. probably the answer. It starts at home, but we always come to realize these things later on. Because when you're in school, like, you're not totally developed and you're just going, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get kids to not judge that book by its cover because that's a lot of times where it happens and a lot of times they're judging it based off of their experiences at home of what their parents are saying or thinking or watching and that becomes their judgment out in the real world where it's like no talk to that kid like why is that kid sitting there and why is he sitting alone like you might think well he's lonely and he's upset and he's sad or something like that but no maybe he just this is a downtime, this is quiet time. And he, it's almost meditative for that. You just don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously that, that thing about judging someone or a kid, it runs the gamut, but like, yeah. is that it? Is it start at home? But it can't always start at home because it's not always available, whether it's, you know, single family homes, you know, single parent homes or parents are working, right? Like they're mm-hmm. both doctors and they're not around that much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess it always goes back to the golden rule. You treat people how you want to be treated. And then after that, it's just on you just to be a good human being and be the best human being that you can be. But using the golden rule and using trestle-isms, I think yeah. those are the best things to do <laughs> when you're out there. Just making sure, number one, you're treating people like you want to be treated. 
you might be the only good thing that happens to that person that day. So just make sure you meet them with a smile and you do the right things. You make them laugh because you never know what someone's going through. Just be a good human being at the end of the day. Yeah. Do the right thing. Just be a good human. I guess that's pretty much it. Like it's not hard. Yeah. A smile costs you nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. those things doesn't cost you anything to smile, but it also doesn't cost you anything to say hi. Yeah. To someone. Cause there's plenty of times and I'm sure you've seen whether those stories are real or not. I mean, it's still a great story to have like the stories you used to have on like Facebook or the email chains where there was a kid that was walking home with all of his books one day who bumped into the crowd, the books fell everywhere. And then all of a sudden one kid stopped and helped them out, picked up the books, asked what they were doing, then asked if they wanted to hang out. And the person agreed to hang out with them. And they go through their high school, they become friends and best friends, X, Y, Z. And, you know, during high school graduation, that kid that was carrying his books ends up giving like a speech to the class and pretty much gives the rundown on how the other person was a great friend to them and how when they were carrying home their books, they were actually carrying home their books so that their parents didn't have to come and get them because they planned on committing suicide that day. But that one person was stopping them being nice and inviting them to hang out is what prevented that from happening. You get what I'm saying? Now that's yeah. super heavy to think about, but those situations happen every day in life. So, you know, just understanding that human beings are fragile. You never know what can be said that's going to you know, set somebody off or what can be said that can really break something off of somebody and allow them to go in a completely different direction in a good way. Keeping those things in mind as you're going throughout your day, I think are important. So, yeah. Yeah, I know we got super heavy on that that story. Nah, but, it's good, I mean, man. But it's true. It is true. It's true. Well, I mean, you look at like someone like a Trussell, and if you associate Trussell, okay, he's an Ohio State coach. I don't like Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State did this now. They're giving out free tattoos. I like them less. He's a cheater. He's a bad person. I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. So now I get to make the decision that Trussell's a bad guy. Ohio State's a bad mm-hmm. program. And then it's like, well, okay, hold on a second. Why don't we have conversations with people that were on the inside? Because I've talked mm-hmm. to you, obviously, a lot. We've become friends, and mm-hmm. I've talked to other players that you played with or played for Trestle and, and people that just knew them, and they're like, yeah, this is just not it at all. And then when you talk about, you know, you might be the best thing that happens to that person today, and that comes from him. Mm-hmm. It's like, this stuff can cloud us. And I get it. It's sports, and it's supposed to do that, and Michigan fans aren't supposed to like Jim Trestle. That's cool. But you could also still appreciate, like, I don't care who you root for or what you like, but that stuff matters. Yeah. Like, we need more of that stuff in our lives. And, you know, and like you tell that story of like that came from social media, and social media is filled with bad, filled with not good stuff. But at the same time, those stories make a difference. Even if that experience didn't happen at your school or in your life, you can have a shared experience. Just like you can have a shared negative experience on social media, which is not good, you can have that shared positive experience, which is controlling your feed, controlling the content that you're going to allow yourself to consume, whether it's on Netflix, whether it's going to a movie, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or what have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's heavy, but it's also important. And I think we're, you know, that thing is like, man, that's the title of this show. It's like a smile costs you nothing. And not only that, like a smile helps you feel better too. So selfishly, like most things are that way. You know, they talk about like, Bring your shoulders back, like some put your feet up on the table. Like just give yourself some positive something mm-hmm. so you can go on because, like you said, man, some days you're like, Wow, what am I doing? Why are we doing this? Like, why keep going? I mean, life's already hard enough. Yeah. Find something positive and roll with it. That's the only way it's gonna allow you to get through it. Yeah. I mean, that's 
as someone who's experienced a lot of bad in their life, listen, I just keep on smiling. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can do. Smile and laugh, you know? And yeah. You deal with everything else later on. So that's all you can do. Yeah. It's like a a presence mindset that you have. Like you're here right now having this conversation and you're not thinking ahead. You're not thinking before. You can talk about losing the state championship or what have you and think about those times or that game and all that stuff. But you know, that's fun. And but that happened. Like there's nothing you can change about that. Exactly. You don't have to live in the past because you've talked about a lot of teammates and people that, you know, Friday Night Lights is a perfect example, that TV show or the movie where it's like state championship was it. And what's kind of sad about that is then you play the game and then it's over and now what? Because a lot of people never leave that town. They stay there forever. And then they sit back and think about the state championship they won or the state championship they didn't win. And that's tough, man, because that's what you're 18, 17, mm -hmm. 18 years old. That's the pinnacle. That can't be the pinnacle, right? You would hope. Yeah. But some people, you know, I mean, maybe that's what they love. Maybe that's all they want. Yeah. And if that's all they want in life is a state championship, then, you know, good for them. Yeah. That's you know true. What I mean? If they yeah. want the state championship, they want to live in town, they want to do these things. And if that's what they truly want. That's what I'm saying. If they truly want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If doesn't say that's what if. Yep. If that's what they want. Yeah, cool. But if it's something where like, you're stuck, you've allowed yourself to be stuck in this moment and you can't get out of it and you're not allowing yourself to grow anyway. Like at that point, that's when you got to kind of take an audit. And yeah. Like, hey, we got I got to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When we talked a few weeks ago, we this like, I don't know what we call this. This would be like season two of our podcast. Yeah, I guess it would be season journey two. Journey or something like that. And you were like, man, I took a break from social media. Mm -hmm. I think you might have like, I just had to audit myself. You know, I had to yeah. reflect and that was cool, man. Like that conversation we had and we didn't record it, but that was, I mean, I've shared that in some regards with mm -hmm. people because it even gave me clarity on it. Cause I, you know, you try to do the same thing where you try to, like I said, the word control your feed or the phrase control your feed. Like, what are you allowing to come into your day? Cause you can say no, I can say no mm -hmm. to log in onto this. I can say no to this conversation to this dinner event or what have you. Yep. And sometimes, you know, we tell our kids like, Sometimes you have to do the best thing. That's what do you want to do? Because you're getting pulled in three different directions. What would make you happy right now? Because you do a lot of things for other people. What would make you happy right now? And if that's sitting at home, hanging out with your sisters because you don't want to go out and do that. Exactly. And make that decision. And there's a lot of times it's making the decision and living with it and moving forward. And you didn't make a wrong decision. And you just move forward. Are you back on social media? Like where you stand with that? So I went on social media. I went back. Because there was a wedding. Hold on, let me look at the calendar. I was in a wedding on March 25th. So I opened up my social media again on, I think, Monday or Tuesday, which was like the 28th. I uploaded pictures saying congratulations to my guy, Johnny. And I went to go and deactivate it right afterwards, like after a day or so. But I had to wait a week. Yeah. And I finally was able to deactivate it, and it's deactivated again. <laughs> But even during that time when it was still active, it was kind of like, it was cool to get updates. But then also it was like, man, there's just a lot going on mm. that I really just don't care to, I don't care for anymore. Yeah. And like I said, when and this is me speaking, yeah. I don't care. It could be something completely different for someone else. But, you know, I'm seeing social media. I'm seeing everybody living their best lives. I'm liking posts. I'm laughing. I'm X, Y, Z. But for me, it got to a point where it was like, you know, I'm watching everyone live their life 
via social media doing the things that they want to do. And it's like, you know, like, what do I want to do? Mm. Hmm. Well, I got to figure out what I want to do. And then once I figured it out, boom, I did my thing and I got rid of social media, focused up on me. And I was able to actually get a position. <laughs> actually just got the call yesterday. I uh, got a position with a company that I've been trying to pursue since 2019. It was my third time applying in February of 2023. But like I said, I was focused. It was like, this is what I'm doing. All my energy was going towards this one thing. And it happened for me. And at that moment, I said, yeah, I think I understand how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, once I got rid of awesome. social media, I focused up and was like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Man. And I moved forward, you know, just really kept the main thing, the main thing. And while doing so throughout that whole process, I got rid of social media and I just started watching the Last Dance documentary over yeah. and over and over again. At this point, I don't even know how many times I've watched it through, but watching that and just hearing Michael Jordan talk, hearing Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman talk for me, it was like, it got me to have a different mindset of things. Because yeah. I heard, heard them say certain things that like just made sense for me. But then I also saw how they went about and just took care of business. And I mean, they were just focused. And as crazy as Dennis Rodman was, like basketball was his thing when he was on. Like when he was on, he was on. Like he knew it's basketball time. And you were going to get the best Dennis Rodman. Now afterwards, I mean, he was about to go and do his own thing regardless. <laughs> but his head coach and his teammates knew, like, that's what Dennis does. Yeah. That's fine. We also know when he's on the court, he's locked in. Yeah. Which is fine. And then with Michael Jordan, one thing that he said was that, it was the episode when they were talking about uh, how he didn't endorse a certain politician during the Senate race, I think it was. And he was like, listen, I don't know much about him. I'm not a politician. Like, I'm just a basketball player. My sole focus was only on basketball. And if you think I'm a a-hole for that or whatever, then, you know, so be it. But my focus was only this. Yeah. And just having the courage, I would say, to actually just be like, yo, this is what I'm focusing on. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. And hearing him saying it, how he said it, and to this day, like, it was almost like he was still playing basketball today. Like, I don't care. My focus yeah. was this, and that's that. Yeah. Like, that's what helped me change my whole mindset. I've been over the years, like trying to change my mindset anyway, but like getting rid of social media helped yeah, a lot. Man. A lot less distraction and just so focused. Like this is what I'm doing. Yeah. First of all, that's awesome. Right. And, mm -hmm. and to hear that story, like one for you, that's just great. And then for other people to hear that, like whatever that thing is, whether it's social media or going out or not doing whatever. Mm -hmm that you can do that. And like, here's an example of someone who did that. It brings me back to the conversation we had with Jimmy Bell, JV, and he talked about, yeah. that has nothing to do with me. Like, why aren't you on social media? Like, he would be like, well, if you're not into it, well then why? Cause it has nothing to do with me. So I'm not on it. Like, mm -hmm. but you should be on it. That has nothing to do with me. And I always, that goes off in my head constantly now when he says that, because it's so true. Because sometimes we'll like find ourselves doing something that, we don't really want to do it anyway. Then you're like caught up in it and then you got to do it. And it's, it becomes a lot like yeah. you had told me because you engaged, you know, whether someone texts or gets on a phone call or gets on Snapchat or Instagram DM or whatever. And so a lot of times people are using social Facebook messenger, or whatever they're using the social media mm -hmm. chat apps and then posting stuff. And it's, 
you just go in there and that's what they want you to do. So then you show mm-hmm. back up and you become the product. And we've heard this and there's that documentary on social media dilemma and, yeah. and they're just pulling you in, they're pulling you in. And next thing you know, you're just caught up in it. And you might, let's say you go on a meeting and you get out of that meeting and it's been two hours. Well, you have all this stuff to catch up on now. Exactly. Your feed has never, exactly. how do you possibly, like I remember my son was doing it and I don't know if I told you this, but like Snapchat, the streaks yep. that they had and those kids were doing streaks. Yep. And he was taking pictures and I was like, what are you, and this is a while ago. Now, what are you doing? He's like, I got to keep these streaks going. And then we talked about it and he realized he's like, it was, I get it. There's a gamification to it. And he's having fun with his friends. So you're engaging. It's yes. okay. Then there's the level of like, how far do you want to take it? Cause now they're stressing out over keeping the streak over keeping the streak. And it's like, well, what if the streak ended? What would happen? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing would happen. So it's like you come out of soccer practice and you got to immediately do that. That's, now you're in soccer practice thinking, I got to do this after. Man. So you're distracted from that moment, man. And it builds, and it's not just kids. I mean, it's adults and it's nonstop because mm-hmm. the brain isn't capable of keeping up with all that information coming at you. Even if it's just talking mm-hmm. to your friends and saying, what's up? Like, man, we used to go home from school and that was it. Unless you're going to get together with your buddies after, you weren't going to see them until the next morning. And maybe, maybe hop on a phone call with one of them until your sibling had to use the phone or your mom had to use the phone or it was mm-hmm. just someone had to go on the internet and whatever it may be. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We're definitely aging ourselves, but it's, it's all it. good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is all good. But it, cause it's, and you think back to like, even way back, like before our time, they didn't have any of that stuff. Right. So okay. how the mind hasn't developed fast enough to keep up with the technology. And no, don't get me wrong. I'm all about this technology. Cause I think like you and I aren't having this conversation. Number one, if I don't have a podcast, Number two, if they don't have these apps like Zoom and Riverside and these platforms to post them and produce them and to do it in a way that's like, oh man, this is good stuff. Like the technology is amazing. Now I could take this, I could take a transcription of this, feed this thing to chat GPT. It can create the summary for me and it's the efficiencies it can create, but technology can also, like we talked about before, it can make it just, you're just attached to it and you can't get away from it. And you can't, like you said, you can't let the main thing be the main thing because you got 27 main things going on and that's can't do that <laughs> 27 main things happening and i'm sorry i like you can't yeah. do it it's impossible and like even with social media this is what i look at too because i look at i go and i google and i see certain things happening in the world and this and the other and like it's wild to me looking at america as it stands right now because people are talking and this is when i was seeing when social media was when i had the instagram up for the past couple days before i went back and was finally able to uh, deactivate it people are sharing things about gender identities and trump's indictment and this that the other and i was kind of like okay well that's cool and all but like you've realized countries are literally dumping the u.s dollar right now right like there are a lot of big things that are happening and y- y'all worrying about trivial things. And then also, randomly, I don't know, a new TikTok dance comes out and everyone's doing it. But like, looking at social media and how people are reacting and interacting is kind of like weird. Like, there are bigger things happening around the world than just a TikTok dance. Yeah. You're worrying about the wrong things instead of keeping the main thing the main thing. So again, that's just yeah. me, my opinion. Yeah. And I'm not saying the other things that I mentioned are not important and people shouldn't go and if that's what you're passionate about be passionate about it but like right in the grand scheme of things i'm looking around like yo 
as a country, like there's a lot of things that are happening that are going to affect you a lot more than Trump being indicted. Yeah. Like, I'm just sorry. Like there's a lot of things that are happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. It just takes you off your game. Yeah, man. I'm like, y'all are wild. But again, that's what social media does. <laughs> yeah. That's a hot topic. So, of course, that's what everyone's going to be talking about. For sure. Clicking on and commenting on and yeah. XYZ. And now, all of a sudden, somebody from Ohio's getting in a 17-comment argument with somebody in California. You guys never met each other. And you guys are just arguing randomly on social media. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. We were... Where was that coming from? So we're coming from Florida and we had to get off the road because it was so busy. So we went side roads. So we're cutting through Georgia. So like my son and I got to eat. So we go to Subway and we are in the heart of Georgia at this point, you know, <laughs> and four cars parked out front and everyone coming in. I mean, it is decked out Georgia Bulldogs, like everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. more power to them, the whole thing. And you don't realize like they're just people. They're nice people. They're going to get their sub like we're going to get our sub. Mm -hmm. But if we would have gotten on social media and been like, man, we should have won that game. Or Georgia fan would be like, you all suck. You guys can't win. CJ Stroud's nothing. Like, whatever. I don't even know. And then, like, you go in this, like, you're just arguing with someone that you would never argue with at Subway. You would never have that conversation. <laughs> and about what? Like, what does that do? So you realize, you're like, who am I even arguing with? And sometimes it's not even a real person, but, like, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole but, nother story, yeah. <laughs> but you, like, to your point, like, it could just get so sideways so fast. And it's weird too, because, okay, so we'll record this podcast. We'll produce it. It'll go on Apple, it'll go on Spotify. And then you want to share it, right? So maybe we'll go on Twitter, go on these different things. And, you know, I look at it from this standpoint, like Lisa, who you've met before, mm -hmm. I tell Lisa, social media is definitely an interesting place, but I think it's very useful for Lisa to post content mm -hmm. that could have a positive impact on someone who came across that that day. Mm -hmm to your trestle point earlier, you know, or someone else just writing a story about the importance of establishing a relationship with a therapist, right? And that's coming from a therapy group. And you could say, well, they're biased because they want more clients. Okay, maybe, but from my experience of working in people in that business, it's a very positive sum experience. They just want to help individuals out. So if they're sharing good content, it's the dilemma because you're feeding the animal mm -hmm. that's biting everybody's hand off, right? Yeah, But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but in some regards, we want to drown out the noise. It's purpose-driven. Exactly. There's intention behind it. There's purpose-driven compared to just just scrolling, just to scroll. Yeah. Like, and there's a purpose behind what she's doing. Right. Versus most people are just scrolling, liking, scrolling, liking, laughing. Yeah. No, like, there's no purpose behind it. Right. Snacking. You know, snacking yeah. on some, like, Twinkies or something like that. Someone said it was National Twinkie Day. That's why I said Twinkies, but... Um, I didn't know that was a thing. I was like, how do they let that be a thing, man? That's like... I mean, they, they make up everything. It's fine. <laughs> but like, what's weird though, so if let's Lisa and this group in Chicago that I was talking about, Millennium Counseling Center, like they're posting stuff. So if you go get on Instagram and you, oh, good post. Oh man, this is insightful. I like this advertisement. And then there's some negative mm -hmm. stuff and then there's some hateful stuff. And it's like, that's really hard. So it is truly about controlling your feed. But even if you do, you still can't control it because... That Trump tweet's coming out. That Biden tweet's coming out. That whatever is still going to get your... Ooh. It's hard, man. It's really hard because I do think it's very important to have the good content, the purposeful content, but it's still surrounded by just toxic shit. So. Yeah, man. Like, listen, man. I'm really good at this point. Like, at one point, I wanted to take social media and maybe become an influencer and do X, Y, Z. But at this point, man, I'm cool with just 
fading to black and just keeping yeah. LinkedIn and that's it. Yeah. I'm cool. Now once LinkedIn starts acting like Instagram, then I'm like, hey. It, sometimes it does, man. I don't know. Sometimes LinkedIn or all these, uh, they all become something that they're maybe not supposed to be because people ruin yeah. it for them. But it's funny. We have, uh, this is a podcast that we're doing now. And Sydney Suplade, she's at Northwestern. She's a softball player. So what yeah. she's doing is she's interviewing other softball players around the country. And they're having these, it's really off the field, behind the jersey stories. Like, what was it like growing up playing where you're from? What, how's your team? Mm -hmm. You know, Like real stories, like your relationship with your coach. Similar stories, a player, Brooke Nelson in Washington. She talks about how she was a really good high school player and stood out. And she shows up at Washington and she's like, they all stand out here. Like, it was the same exact story you told. She's like, now you got to figure it out and you got to get to work and you can't stop, man. But mm -hmm. so like getting to the social media part, she interviews Jaden Fields, who's Justin Fields' sister. Mm -hmm. she's at Georgia. Anyway, the whole story there and she committed there, I think pretty early. So she tells a story about growing up with Justin Fields and what that was like and playing in the cul-de-sac and how competitive and how close their family is. So a, a short clip of that goes out on TikTok and goes to YouTube shorts and what have you. I think this is a really cool story. And if you're a Chicago Bears fan, you want to learn more about who Justin Fields is as a person, you'd be like, right. this is family. Like that's an interesting stuff. And then you get like, yeah. man, I didn't realize his sister was this beast softball player and they got another younger sister jessica fields who's in high school and is a beast basketball player like the whole thing mm -hmm. some guy gets on there and this is the comments and you gotta avoid it he's like man i bet you she throws better than her brother like has a better arm than her brother like it's just so <laughs> i laugh because it's so ridiculous man there's the guy who probably can't throw five yards that's right that's right <laughs> it's just ridiculous but that's what we're dealing with now and that can lead to this and lead to that and yeah, i mean i don't even know man because it it's just bizarre that's the time we live in, I guess. <laughs> right, listen, social media is a wild thing. Social media allows people to type things in that they know if they were to say it to this person's face in person that they'd get punched in the face. Yeah. Social media allows you to do that. And again, it is what it is. Yeah. And if you react to it in a negative way, now all of a sudden you look like the bad guy. Right. They say, well, you should have just ignored them and X, Y, Z. Yeah. But no one's saying that person shouldn't have posted it. Yeah. You know I mean, so you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's important. I like talking through this stuff because it's like someone else might be thinking the same thing. And, and I know you're not advocating necessarily to everyone like, nah, you just turn it on your phone and I'm judging oh, you no, for, no. yeah, it's just, but it's also to show someone. No, do your thing. Like for me, I was like, yo, I need to, this is why I need to keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. And I think I'm not saying that I won't ever go back to social media because yeah. I have a lot of pictures on there, my kids growing up and stuff like that, that like I need to get on there and I want to have those memories and I got to continue to send those into another email for my kids. Yeah. So when they grow up, they can see them. But I mean, just for me taking my little break of social media, I think was perfect. Like, yeah, I'm not stressed. I don't care. Like the whole comparison thing. And that's just something that I've always struggled with as from a little kid to almost an adult, a really an adult comparing myself to someone else or comparing my process to someone else's process, whatever that may be, that comparing, like that's something that I struggle with. So the easiest way for me to get rid of that is, well, how are you comparing yourself throughout the day? Yeah. Ah, uh, social media, we'll get rid of it. Now all of a sudden it's okay, Nate, let's focus up. What did you do today to get better? Yep. How are you getting better? How are you measuring that X, Y, Z? So again, that's Nate Oliver's approach. It doesn't mean it has to be jim smith's approach or whoever it may be like you do yeah. whatever is best for you you figure out areas that you may be struggling in maybe it's like hey you know what i feel like i'm lacking focus 
in certain areas. I mean, if that's the case, maybe social media has a lot to do with it. Right. Go look at how much time you, you're spending mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. If you're spending a lot of time, just give yourself a week. Delete the app. Sign out. Delete the app. Don't sign back in. See if your productivity goes up. Yeah. If it does, then keep it deleted. Yeah. And just keep going. Yeah. And eventually, you don't even think about it. Yeah. Because I will tell you, when I first did it, I was, and this is just reaction time, or just things I was just doing automatically because, like, it was what I was used to. I was reaching for my phone trying to find Instagram app or the Facebook app just to see what was going on, and it wasn't there. And then I started counting how many times I did it. And within an hour, I reached for my phone 26 times. Man. 26 times. And that's when I was counting, which means I think because I was counting, I probably wasn't reaching as much because I was trying not to. But me just counting 26 times, like, yo, that's a lot of time wasted. Yeah. Because imagine I pick up my phone, say social media is there. I reach for it 26 times. Let's just say I'm taking a minute every time, minute and some change. Like, that's 30 minutes of that hour wasted. Yeah. Man. On nothing but scrolling. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Again, all it yourself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's super real. I mean, just to say the number. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. like I scored 26 points, man. I picked up the phone 26 times. That's, that's super real. It's a self awareness thing to even get to that point. And I always, mm. <sighs> it's a judgment, I suppose. But you like, when you, you watch how people behave or you see someone get really mad about something and you realize, it's not that thing that's making them mad. Mm-hmm. That's like just the tip, right? That's the end. Yeah. There's more to it to drive you to they be that way, to get all angry on the road, to have road rage. And I get it. Traffic's bad and it's getting worse. But like, I don't know, man, there requires, or you go to a sporting event, you watch your kid play. And it's, I can't go to a sporting event for a youth sporting event, any age, any level, any kind of sport, where there's not just some bullshit going on i mean straight up like it just and it might be one and it might be a group i don't know and it touches all different levels so it's not always just yelling at the refs it's not just yelling at the Mm -hmm. kids or being disappointed i mean it could cover the gamut but it's like it's a self-awareness thing to just sit back and like you said like reflect on what's going on you're like why am i behaving this way but i think a lot of people aren't getting to that point because they're not allowing themselves to get to that point and you know like you said you gotta do you and that's okay but as long as it doesn't affect everyone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I just, again, that was me. That was Nate. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now looking back on it, seeing everything, but if you're posting more than, say, a LeBron James or Elon Musk, I'm sorry, you're spending way too much time on social media. These people are super famous. And they have a lot to say and they're doing a lot of things and they're not posting that much. Yeah. So like, what are you doing that you're posting so much? Mm. And again, that's Nate asking yeah. the question. This is not me attacking anyone for being right. on social media. Yeah. Now, maybe Nate had a problem. Maybe I was addicted to social media. Mm. You know what I mean? So again, that's me. Yeah. But I will say just audit, audit yourself, audit your time. I mean, your phone will tell you how much time you're spending. Yeah. Yeah, well, tells you every single week. Hey, you spent X amount of time. Hey, your screen time was up two percent this week. Yep. Figure out what it was. You know. So. Yeah, and also what you're saying too is like, if someone is posting a lot, you know, I've heard this. 
what's the purpose behind it? If you want to speak out against something like of use of purpose, that's related, that's going to help you out. If you want to talk about mental health, athlete mental health, you want to share stories about it and talk about it, engage on content around it. Do that. To your point, that's purposeful. And I think that is useful. So, you know, like you said, it's just self audit, man. This is good. This is good stuff. It's deep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, man, if you're a social media person, do your thing. Yeah. I'm not mad at it, but just audit it. If you're not where you want to be in life, I think you should audit in general. Yeah. Like whether it's social media, you going out or not going out. I mean, whatever it is that you're doing, you should always audit. Yeah. If you feel like you're working on all the time, you're paying your bills and you still have no money left over, then audit what you're doing. Balance your checkbook. Figure out where you're spending your money. Spending money and or time and then audit it so that you can have more time and or more money. Yeah. I mean, it's just an audit. That's all I'm saying. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.